The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today, and you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order. Get on the path and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Solid 7 Podcast is brought to you by Hidden Skins. Hidden Skins is Central Florida's premier custom branding company, offering high-quality custom apparel, design, signage, vehicle wraps, and much more. With over 15 years of experience, they have the expertise to take your project from concept to finished product. And their exceptional service and attention to detail mean your project will turn out just like you imagined or better. Visit HiddenSkins.com today. That's H-I-T-T-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. And let them get to work on the branding you deserve. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet. Tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events. And a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better than average podcast, if I do say so myself. And I do. We are not a show about nothing. Our guest does too. And that's why she gets to keep coming back. We're not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week, I invite a guest to come on, join me, and talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us. And this week, we are happy to welcome back fan favorite, our uh, own resident professor, Rebecca Strangardi. Welcome back, Bex. Hey, thanks for having me. Always. I have to be honest, I'm a little uh, intimidated after last week. How can you top? That. No, that's 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 the other way around. I mean, I did have that thought. I'm like, I feel like, uh, you know, we were super excited to have Brian Littlefield on, and I feel like that episode turned out great. And maybe you're you're listening Amazing. to us right now. Maybe you found us because of that episode. So so welcome. Um, but uh, I'm like, you know, you got to follow that up with something good, and something good around here at the Silent Seven Podcast means Rebecca Strangarity. So we had this weird phenomenon. I don't know if I've actually talked about it on on the podcast uh, but last time you were on becca makes the rounds again if, if you're new here many of you might be uh lots of the lots of the guests come back but i think uh i think you're probably our most frequent guests probably back and forth with I you and, and mike redacted but uh um so becca makes the rounds i don't know every two three months you you pop back mm-hmm. up here on the podcast yeah. and grace us with your presence and last time you were on. Now, when I say fan favorite, I mean it. Like your, you know, episodes with you <laughs> on always, always do really well for the podcast. But last Very time, sweet. something, something went crazy. Like I, I, and I still don't know what. Like plays went through the roof. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Like when I say they went through the roof, 
if say Joe Rogan woke up tomorrow <laughs> and his new episode of his podcast had that same number of plays as as your last episode right. got here at the podcast, he'd probably it quit. Would be embarrassing. Yeah, he'd probably yeah. call it a day. Yeah. Um. So you know, I'm I'm not trying to make it out more than it was, but it several several times. I mean. Five six hundred percent more plays over a couple of days. Wow! Now, what's strange is the the it was it was really hard for me to track because like the episode did very very well, but those plays weren't all on that episode. So I don't know because oh, because this will happen. I so I don't know if maybe the podcast got uh, like featured on one of the apps or something because they don't really tell you right. necessarily when when you do that. And sure. I actually even just this week I submitted like a form, like a request to be featured on Spotify. And even their form, you fill it out and they're like, hey, you know, if you get featured, we don't tell you. You just, here's the places you watch and maybe you'll see it. So I don't know if something like that happened because there was a ton of plays, but they weren't all uh, on that latest episode. So they were happening like across the whole catalog um, of of episodes. Uh, And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, is this my moment? Like, is this when the Solid 7 podcast blows up? And spoiler alert, uh, it was not because <laughs> the those numbers those numbers didn't stay up. It was just just this uh, crazy phenomenon. I don't know if it was something with what was in the show description, if something landed just right, right with some algorithm somewhere uh, or something. But it was we were a, very spicy. It was a fun couple of days. Thinking that yeah, you know, I was a little more worked up than uh, you know usual that episode. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, so who knows? Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe I just need to be spicier. I don't know. We were very spicy. And I, I was thinking about that today. I'm like, you know, is is there enough, uh, you know, psychosis in the world for us to get spicy? I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh, there definitely, Stay tuned. There definitely is. There's always the possibility, too, um, that, you know, maybe we just had too much Jocko Go. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can have too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we should have some right now and see I what happens. I think we happens. should have some. And I have to say... Thanks to uh, their BOGO and your Solid 7 discount, I got myself a lot of Jocko. You really recently. did. I saw a couple of big orders come through my account. I'm like, dang, somebody's loading up. It was it was Becca. Uh, so <laughs> it was it was me. Maybe not all me, but it was me. And for the first time ever, I'm trying watermelon, which you have said is not your fave. No. So we'll see. Well, and who knows what my favorite's going to be here soon based on last week. So Oh my cheers, word. Becca. The pickled pear that he was talking about and pink lemonade. Yeah. Well, prick, yeah. prickly pear. Pickled pear would be a totally different drink. Prickly pear. Whatever. Prickly pear. So, yeah, Brian told us last week new new and improved flavors coming. So, cheers. Becca's first sip cheers, of, of uh whoop assault watermelon. Okay. I really like this. Okay. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you won't. Enjoy the, enjoy what you have there then. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I Which went, flavor did you I go went, with? I went mango. My favorite for okay. now. We'll see. I'm all I'm all amped no, I, now after after Brian told us like that the flavors are like in, right? Like mm-hmm. there's potential to get them. Now I'm like on the lookout. I have other people looking out for me. I'm like, if you're in Wawa or something and you, or like you get your reorder at home and it says new and improved, I will buy it from you. I I have, yes, I have people out there watching for me. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, it was really, it was just, I mean, I hope people will go back and listen to that because 
truly, I love what they're doing. I love what they're doing in America. It's such good quality. You have converted me. It literally is this podcast. I am a complete Jocko uh, convert. So yeah, thank I'm t- you. We harp on the, the Jocko go here a lot. And obviously we, you know, we hit Jocko feel hard last week. So, and that, that's not how we're spending our week, but uh, truly, you know, we talked about some of the other supplements. We even talked about some things that just aren't really announced yet uh, that Brian was pretty coy about. But if you if you didn't, if you haven't listened to that, if you're a regular listener and you just haven't caught uh, episode 67 with Brian Littlefield yet, uh, go back and listen some because there is some big Jocko fuel news on there. There's things I think that mm-hmm. hadn't been talked about anywhere previously. Uh, that are on uh, that episode, but really their whole line. We talk about the Jocko Fuel on here uh, or the Jocko Goes on here a lot because um, it's fun and we do like it and, and whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I use several of their supplements as well, their proteins, uh, which is their okay. their milk, cool. not milk, but milk line uh, is fantastic. After my conversation with Brian, I too actually took advantage of the sale uh, and ordered uh, some you? of the greens because I'm the really greens. intrigued by the greens. Nice. Um, and so, I mean, they're just everything they're doing, they're doing with, uh, just a high degree of quality and, and excellence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it's, it's just cool to see them growing and, and blowing up the, yeah. the way that they are. So, but, uh, how was your, uh, now I, uh, real quick, I, I do have to say we're rubbing it in a little bit as we're recording their buy one, get one half off sale is still live. As you're listening to this, it is no more. However, That's my awesome. promo code will still work. So. Solid seven, S O L I D seven will get you 10% off of Jocko fuel and origin both. So have at it. But, uh, how was your, how was your fourth? How was your independence day? You know, it actually was really wonderful. Um, I had some friends of mine that I used to live with a Chinese family that was visiting and they've lived in America for a few years now, but they've never celebrated with an American family. So it was just so special. So we, you know, kind of spent the morning. We will. We went to an Asian market for them to get some food. They're going to make some Chinese food. Nothing uh, says. Let me show you guys how Americans celebrate independence, like a like a trip to the Chinese market, the Asian market. Yes. Yeah. But I do have to say they wanted to contribute because they heard every one of my siblings was bringing food. So like we also want to bring food, you know, to the barbecue. Right. So you direct them to cheddar brats, but carry on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which it was also very cute because it was actual Chinese food, not American Chinese food. Right. To see uh, of my nieces and nephews and siblings who could eat it and who was not into that flavor combination. Yeah, it was so fun, and we just swam all day in the pool and shot off, of course, fireworks in our backyard. Very classic American. Not as good as last year. I was with you guys on the 4th last year, so not as awesome as that. However, it was still a a very fun day. And contrary, I think, to most people my age, as somebody who has held residency in multiple other nations... I really like America. It's not perfect, but I am very proud to be American and was yeah. very thankful to celebrate the country. That's what people get so. that people get that twisted a lot. And certainly there's plenty of American bravado out there and a lot of that, you know, a lot of the America culture is tongue in cheek. It's for fun. <laughs> it's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Especially the second anybody from another country uh, or maybe from uh, you know, a more liberal ideology takes issue with those things. Well, then that just becomes entertaining. Then you want to turn up the America, right? Right, um, right, right. But uh, so, so some of that is tongue in cheek. But I do believe in American 
exceptionalism being legit. We are unlike other countries in the history of the world in the way we were founded mm-hmm. in the structure of our government. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the, uh, you know, we can debate whether or not America's lost wars at this point or not, but um, sure. you know, America gets uh, accused of a lot of uh, colonialism, but the reality is we're back to back world war champs. And the only ground we claimed after those wars was the ground we needed to bury our dead. Okay. So you can kind of miss me with the colonialism stuff. Uh, we don't do things the way, that uh, empires and superpowers have done throughout history. Uh, the way we conduct ourselves is not perfect, but it is exceptional and that is legitimate. And I got no problem mm-hmm. standing behind that. And it's worth popping off some fireworks and uh, eating some mm-hmm. Chinese food. So yes, nice to hear that you did. Yeah. So also, I saw some of your pictures. Yeah. Um, you have the biggest family in the world, I think, except like the Duggars maybe. Yes, and to be fair, there were our close family friends uh, were there, and they have three children, and the one daughter is married. So we added 10 people to my family, plus this family from China visiting, which is four. So we added 14. So my family is huge. I'm one of six, and all my siblings are very fertile. So there's a lot of us, yeah. I dig it. It it looks fun. Like my... uh... My dad was an only child. I wasn't. I've, I've got uh, an older sister, but uh, my mom was was one of five and lots of cousins and mm-hmm. lots of cousins' kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sadly, one of, one of her brothers has, has since passed, my un- Uncle Denny, but it's still fun. Pretty much everybody's in Illinois except for uh, one of my aunts. And it's just always fun to get together with that side of the family because it's, you know, you get it. Big family gatherings. Yeah. They're just they're just fun. So It's an experience. Yeah. That, Somebody always need stitches and there's lots of laughter you know it's great well yours is the right family to need stitches in it's very true yeah. it's very true so uh independence day not uh all happy happy joy joy all over the country sadly yet again no, hey there sad. was a lot of uh especially some controversy uh right out of my old stopping grounds down here where our our local mm-hmm. uh newspaper which is uh, often uh not so lovingly referred to as the orlando slantinal instead of the orlando sentinel oh, Sentinel down here um was it the sentinel or the city might have been the city the actual city. Either way, there was a post. Maybe it was the city of mm-hmm. Orlando. I may have slandered the Sentinel unnecessarily on this one count. But it was like, we know a lot of you might not feel like celebrating America this year, blah, blah, blah. And but So their whole little diatribe ended with, but, you know, we already bought the fireworks, so... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It as I as I talk about it more, it was definitely the city and they definitely got roasted pretty bad for it. As well they should have. As they should have. So yeah, but there was there's a lot of that of uh, uh you know, I don't feel like celebrating or I'm not celebrating this this country this year. Mm-hmm. I had this idea, Becca. I didn't plan on talking about this tonight. Uh but I All do right. and but I think there's some merit to this and I, I wanna be very deliberate in the way that I explain this because uh, it could easily be construed as, as something more uh, derogatory or whatever, flam, flammatory or whatever, or uh, than it is. Okay. But I, I don't mind disagreement in our country. I think that's healthy. I don't mind discourse mm-hmm. in our uh, country. I, I don't think we need to be this one singular 
block of uh, of belief and and whatever. But I, there there is this segment of the country that that just just doesn't like doesn't like our country. It's beyond uh, yeah. like oh I I'd, I'd like to do this different or oh I'd like to do that different. I think everybody's got that. But just there, there's a segment of of our population of of legitimate U.S. citizens who who just seem to not like it here and mm-hmm. very much wish we operated as other places do, which I don't really understand because I'm like, well, those places are already doing that and those places mm-hmm. are an option. So mm-hmm. my thought that I was floating is I'm like, I would support... I would support a program that would fund like a, a one-time, like pretty mm-hmm. big, pretty pretty hefty tax credit to to an individual that has expressed their desire to renounce their citizenship and move to an, to another country. Now, I think like there would be like a formal process to it. You would have to, sure. you know, indicate your intention to. Uh, to to leave and there would have to be a, a deadline by you'd have to leave by X date to get the money you'd mm-hmm. have to verify residency uh, in another country uh, you know you would have to renounce your citizenship and there would need for this to be effective uh, in achieving what I, I would like for it to achieve there there'd have to be rules on that backside like once you've done this you can't okay. just turn around and decide no I made a mistake I'm I'm coming back exactly no if if you right. want to visit or re-enter the country even for for a visit, you're going to follow the same policies, processes, and procedures as any other foreign national. If you mm-hmm. want to once again become a U.S. citizen or an alien resident, you're in line with mm-hmm. everyone else following the same policies and procedures. Right. And there would need to be, if you did do that, if you did go through that whole process to come back and uh, renaturalize or, or, or become a citizen again, then there would be a moratorium amount of time before which you could take advantage of that program again, right? So you could just okay. abuse it and keep keep getting checks be gone for a few years and come back. But my right, right. my point is this, like I'm not, like I, I got all kinds of people that I'm friends with that don't agree with me politically or don't agree with me religiously or whatever. I mean, I can handle disagreement, mm-hmm. but I just don't know what country can survive just a large uh, percentage of its population just hating it, or sig- I would say a significant portion of its populated population just hating it for long. It just doesn't seem sustainable. And mm-hmm. I feel like my, you know, there there's pundits out there that float the ideas and stuff of like a national divorce, and certainly there's all kinds of ridiculous and irresponsible hyperbole and crap like that about civil war. Like it doesn't have to be any of that. It's hey, cool, like. There's plenty of places that are operating under the rules and systems you say you would prefer to have mm-hmm. in place. Right, right. Here you go. Wish you luck. Mm-hmm. I think it's got potential. I think it's got potential. Yeah. I mean, I think this year more than other years, I was really aware of how many people were trashing this nation And again, I've held residency in two other countries, which is fairly unique as an American. And I love those countries. They were great. You know, I loved, you know, I loved living in both of them for very different reasons, but they had their own issues. Number one, they had their own issues. Also, 
not just that, but they, um, their people were so, you know, prideful in their countries. And that was a good thing. And I just think to myself, it's so interesting how here in America, you know, having pride in your country is considered a taboo subject and not, you shouldn't be proud because of all the horrible things that have happened. And I just look, you know, the two countries I lived in have way worse histories than America. We're going to get into them, have done way worse things and continue to make really uh, bad choices. And yet the people are so proud of their country. And it's just, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic for me. I noticed it a, a lot more. So I would be, I'd be cool with your little program. There, there's just a, a, and it, really what I'm suggesting is actually the way our country was designed to work. Anyways, if we were mm-hmm. operating as a, as a federal system, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a Republic, uh, where the states had the level of autonomy that they're intended to have or were intended mm-hmm. to have and didn't have such a large overarching, um, just re- really way too powerful federal government, then the states would be left to compete for uh, different systems, levels of freedom, right. whatever, and then right. you could just vote with your feet. A lot of people have been doing this. To la- like mm-hmm. COVID really put that in light where – you know, a lot of states, to the extent that they were able, handled that differently, and people really did vote with their with their feet. Um, which I would have mm-hmm. thought, like things like no income tax alone, would have caused people to do that a long time ago. Like, if you make a lot of money, if you make a lot of money, why would you ever want to live in New York or California? And yet, so why? many of the people who make a lot of money do. I guess at some point you're making enough that you don't notice how much is gone. But still, right. like you can move to to you know, uh, f- any number of the states that don't have income tax, Florida being one of them, and give yourself an instant raise. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it's when you're in a state where you're seeing politicians, you know, uh, out to dinner and out at parties with no masks and they're forcing your child to still mask at school and when, you know, their, ha- yeah. their paychecks are still cashing as politicians but your business can't function the way it's supposed to, uh, right. Yeah, people people started to vote with their feet, but that it's it's supposed to be that way. Uh, and right. even you know, we talked about getting spicy last episode. It's because we were talking about you know it was the the leak of the potential uh, Supreme Court decision Supreme Court. overturning Roe. On Dobbs. Uh, yeah, is, right. is, you know, is what we were talking about. And now, of course, that's become reality, and and people are up in arms about it. And it's. Uh, it's funny because it just shows such a fundamental lack of understanding a of what the decision actually was um, Mm -hmm. and how our system of government here works. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's interesting to see people uh, couching the Dobbs decision as as an attack on democracy for several reasons. We're not a democracy. So that part's always Mm -hmm. funny. Uh, We're, we're a constitutional Republic. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if you want to say a democratic republic, that's fine. But we are a republic, which is not the same as a, as a democracy. And we're intentionally sure. not that. That wasn't a mistake. That wasn't an oversight. But the Dobbs decision is more directly applies democracy to mm-hmm. the debate over abortion rights than Roe v. Exactly. Wade did. Roe v. Wade took the decision out of the people's hands. 
It applied a decision at a federal level, whereas all job all Dobbs did it the the Supreme Court decision in Dobbs didn't ban abortion anywhere, anywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't do anything to ban abortion. It just returned the decision to the states. To the states, right? And if you don't like the way your state is handling abortion rights, it's much easier to affect change in your state government than it is in the federal government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the point. The government, the, a, a great way to judge how much power should be available to government at any given level is that the government that's closest to the people should have the greatest ability to affect their lives. It really mm-hmm. ought to be like your county commissioners and your city council that really have the greatest impact on your life because they're the closest people to your community. They should have the best understanding of the the beliefs and uh, the values and the needs of your community and have the power to deal with those things. It's, you know, for us, it's Tallahassee. I don't know that somebody in Tallahassee needs to be making the majority of decisions that impact my life day in and day out here in central Florida. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know those people. I don't know their, their reputations. Right. So you try to get to know them, but campaign ads are all the same and you can only learn so much in debates and, uh, you know, campaigning is like dating, right? If you don't go through the process long enough, you don't get to the real person. Uh, so you really don't want to, want to rush the process while, while they're on their best behavior. So that's not to say there's no legitimate role for a state government. That's not to say there's no legitimate role for a federal government. It's when it's, it's just too overarching. It gets too far into your personal life. It's just a problem. So all the Supreme court Mm -hmm. said was, Hey, there, there is, this was poorly decided. There, there is no constitutional pr- protection. There, you can't point to anything in the Constitution right. that provides for this. You can't see me doing yes. air quotes, but right uh, to abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we're returning this to the states, and then of course the states yeah. are operating under their own constitutions and/or their own legislation, right. and there, there may or may, may not be that again, quote unquote, right. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they can decide that at the state level and you can either, if you're not happy with the way that is in your state, one way or the other, um, too restrictive, not restrictive enough, not restricted at all. You can work to change that or, or you can move and Hey, a lot easier to maybe move to the next state over the next state up than to try to move to the next country over if you don't like it. So uh, Mm -hmm. for people who, who like choice, this option provides more choices. It does. It does. And, and I will say, and we've talked about this many times, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of guns. And even for me, when I read the Dobbs decision and I read the New York state decision, like it or not, the Supreme court is ruling based off of the constitution and the right to bear arms, like it or not is in there. And there is nothing for abortion. So even for me, it helped me reading through the logic of the arguments and seeing their consistency. But, but speaking of state choices, I really want your hot takes on Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, going after DeSantis, your governor. What is he doing? Give me uh, your hot takes. I have been waiting so all funny. week. It's like, is, is, any, is any governor in America killing it more now than DeSantis? 
I mean, any, no. anybody. And that's, again, no. even if you, I'm, I'm not even saying that just based on his, his policies, because obviously about half the country disagrees with his policies. Sure. Um, but just from, uh, from a political standpoint, from a promotional standpoint, uh, media, marketing, whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the reality is Florida fared better than a lot of states throughout the pandemic and largely based on his policies and decisions. And he is, you know, Reagan touted this, this idea of being a happy warrior. And he is from somebody who, uh, again, I've said it on the podcast before um, I'm registered as a Republican only because we have closed, closed primaries in this state and I want to be able to vote in the primaries. I don't consider myself a Republican. I don't call myself a Republican, uh, but I am, I'm a, Conservative libertarian. Libertarians don't like uh, people saying that, uh, but I'm a conservative libertarian and, uh, you know, uh, they can bite me. So uh, to see somebody with and again, he's he's not perfect and it's been quite a while since I've found a a perfect politician. Um, But to see somebody on the conservative side of the aisle who's actually on the offensive, who's not just responding. Yes. Is so freaking refreshing. Like, holy cow, it's nice to see somebody who's not just playing defense. So it's it's just so funny to see Newsom. A, it's clear who the Democrats think the real threat is in 2024. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious to me, like, to have watched this mass exodus uh, from California over the past couple of years to to see what has happened to their mar- large metropolitan areas where California has everything going for it, everything going for it, um, climate, natural resource, um, you know, it's it, – entertainment is based there. Tech is based there. Like they should just be killing it. And they're and they're not. It's just a hot not freaking mess. And um, for for Gavin to be like, you know, um, you know what America needs is to be more like California. A, good luck selling that, bro. But B, that he this dude's running ads. He's running ads in Florida uh, right now. Um, and uh, oh, good. Okay. Dump all the money you want to into Florida's economy running your ads here, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like you're making any headway with the people, like, like you're changing hearts and minds. Like it's just not happening. So yeah, dude, right. make the, the biggest, boldest ad buys you can. Good luck to you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is, is really gonna, gonna be uh, like Gavin's pretty. But I'll give him that. Like he's he's nice to look at. That's, that's about it. I mean, um, so I like I'll I'll take Newsom versus V DeSantis all the live long day. Um the the wild card in twenty twenty four is uh is Trump. is Trump. And I, I read something just today. I didn't look into it a lot, I didn't try to corroborate it. Um, but that something leaked or was stated or got out that Trump not only wanted to announce that he was running again, um, but 
that he wants to make the announcement like in front of DeSantis's house. I don't know if he means like the governor's mansion oh, or personal residence gosh. or something. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at the way, you know, in the races that have occurred, how Trump endor- endorsements perform uh, versus not, it's kind of, kind of 50, 50. So I, I don't think Trump's a shoe in for the nomination. Um, I, I don't know that he's a shoe in if he is the nominee. Um, I think he probably, if it's, if it's Trump Biden, I think Trump probably wins. Um, but yeah, uh, I think if it's Trump Biden, Trump will win that for sure. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be Biden. Um, it will not be Biden. It won't be Harris. Um, no, I don't think. Yeah, it's I don't so I I don't know I I don't know if Gavin's their front runner maybe Beto wants to try and try and run again he seems to like losing. Wait, um, Beto. Actually, I yeah, shouldn't even I do just, them doing the courtesy of calling him Beto Robert if Robert decides to run again. Um, dude's name is Robert o- O'Rourke and he runs around Texas calling himself Beto to try and get votes. Cracks me up. Um, Which is really funny. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, his. Uh, his like nanny, let's be honest, mm-hmm. might have even called her an au pair, which we all know is an extra level of bougie over over nanny. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna go over in uh, Texas. I believe was of Latin descent and nicknamed him Beto. Wow! Yeah. Wow! 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just was loving Gavin. I do think it's a presidential move on his part, and. It's just really interesting to me having so many friends and family in California. The guys run that state into the ground. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. So I just loved him taking shots at DeSantis, especially because the amount of people who've left his state for Florida, you know, even freaking Nancy Pelosi is buying her retirement homes in Florida, not California. Yeah. So. I was like, I had to ask you I to just, give me your good for her for being able to afford homes like that on that meager government salary. That's uh I know she's really <laughs> poor. I feel bad for her and her husband too, especially now with his DUI. Oh, it's just it's gosh. sad. Gosh, I I saw. I'll tie this together. I promise. I saw a clip from family. Okay. I saw a clip from Family Guy the other day, and it was a guy in a hotel room with a scantily clad woman, and he's handing her money. And as he hands her the money. The cops bust in and say, you're both under arrest for prostitution. Uh, in the, I can't remember the exact wording, but the guy is like, uh, it's not prostitution. And like the camera, you know, pans out or whatever. And there's a camera in the room on a tripod. He says, we're, we're filming it. It's pornography, not prostitution. So it's legal. And the cops say, oh, we're, we're so sorry. Carry on. So they're making, obviously... As they do, right. uh, some hilarious and cutting social commentary there. But also, it just makes me think of, like, Congress, where it's like, hey, you guys can't do that. That's insider training. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm a, I'm a representative. Oh, no, it's okay. Carry on. Right. It's right. the same bit. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. So, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I can't with Biden. I can't with the, all of it. Anyway. Well, I, oh it's, I, I'm always more willing than than a lot of people uh, on the right uh, to give Biden a pass on some of the gaffes because 
he he oh for sure he does legitimately have a speech impediment he did legitimately have a stutter he did overcome it that's not easy it is an ongoing thing and i do think that plays a role do i see and hear some things at times that that do make me concerned for his mental capacity like things when photographers from from the reporting pool get close-ups of his little cheat sheet cards that include things mm-hmm. like sit down or do this or don't do that things that you would think the leader of the free world wouldn't need a note to do. Exactly. That's not like, that's not the norm. That's not, it's just like a cheat right. sheet for like, like a, a real Facebook, not the actual Facebook, like a cheat sheet for this mm-hmm. is this reporter or stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. That's standard. Uh, but course. some of the direction and things that you, that you see on those and uh, there, there's just some times where things are concerning, but I, I'm I'm normally willing to give him a pass on some of the gaffes. A, even if you're not overcoming any type of speech impediment, sure. you speak on. You're bound to make a mistake. Yeah, you speak on camera life. that much. Like if everybody was recording all the stupid things the rest of us say all the time. Like think about every uh, text message you've sent with a typo that makes you look illiterate that you can't get back. These guys are just doing that, right. and gals are just doing that in real time. So I'm usually pretty right. lenient on on gaffes. But man, does our vice president have some doozies? Oh, she's special. <laughs> it's, it's, as as a woman who was supposed to be so thrilled, we finally have a woman representing us at this level. Yeah, she's the one you got. I'm ashamed for my gender. <laughs> Did you see her most recent speech when she went up uh, to Highland Park? I don't even know what's most recent anymore. It's yeah, it's like it's like she's doing a bit. Like it's like somebody's writing it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you can't make this up. There's a, there's a whole scene from The Office where Michael just starts talking. He's talking to his boss, David Wallace, the CFO. Uh, right, right. You know, who has asked him to fill like share his secrets to success because his branch is performing well. If, if you're not an Office fan, and. uh Michael clearly has no idea why his branch is being successful and starts talking and just keeps going. And then they do one of their asides, right? The whole show is shot documentary side right. style. So they edit in like, here's him being interviewed after the fact by the the documentary crew. And he's like, yeah, sometimes I just start talking and I don't know where it's going. I just, I'm like, well, that's our VP. That's, that's her. That's our VP. I have to read you her quote. I pulled it up here. This is just, it's it's embarrassing that this is her trying to comfort in this horrible tragedy that just happened. She says, we've got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to take this seriously. What What is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not, um, I'm not a politician. Um, I've never been like a, a DA. I've never been a prosecutor in, in trials. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I do have to like communications has been built into my professional roles for, you know, close to a couple of decades now. More drafting emails right. and whatnot than the spoken word, but still a, a challenge to communicate clearly. But nothing on the level that you would think somebody at that level of national politics has risen to. And 100%, I could roll up on that stage with no preparation and vamp 1,000 times better than that. I don't know mm-hmm. if she needs to fire speechwriters. 
I don't know if she needs to hire speechwriters. I, I don't I don't understand. It really is interesting. And I don't remember her sounding like this when she was running as as like the nominee. So to me, this is a very recent development since she's in office. But man, she goes off script and it's embarrassing. I I think I, I think it's maybe it's nerves. I do think she has a hard time rising to the occasion sometimes. Man, there's a lot of jokes to make here based on her her past. I'll leave those to Jesse Kelly, who's who's not afraid to to make those sure. jokes. But um, but I mean, you see, like you look at the debate. She wasn't a popular candidate. She didn't perform well. Um, not at all. You know, she pulled very very low in in the primaries. Was never a real contender. Um, but like you look at the debate when Tulsi Gabbard just took her apart, and she had and she had nothing. Um, and so I, you know, I think that induced, you know, some of those, those nerves, that anxiety, whatever that is. Interesting. Uh, right. but I don't know, like you see it at times when they're, you know, was it, she was talking to, I can't remember who she was addressing, like talking about the space program or something. And it was like, she was talking to toddlers. It was astronauts. I think they were the air force, like the space force. I say it's like she was talking to toddlers. If she was talking to my four-year-old who loves rockets in space, he would have chimed in. Exactly. Yeah. I loved her. Space. It's exciting. Yeah. Love her heart. It's, it's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty depressing. Well, and then again, the two of them, I I hate when, see, this is why I try to go easy on things like, like gaffes or, you know, I try and, like be human is what I what I try to do. Mm-hmm. I say that. I don't think it's like mocking politicians. It's a national pastime. I get it. It's for sport. Exactly. It's it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but like I just try to I I try to give a pass on those things when I reasonably can, so that when so that like you know like I'm not just being unfair and I or an ideologue when I do want to criticize something. So all that to sure. say, like some of those things are inexcusable. Like. That's just somebody at her level needs to be a better orator than that. However, that needs to happen. New writers, you know, sneak off to debate school, do something, figure it, figure it out. Right. right. Um, you right. know, go incognito. Like, I don't know if there's an, an AA version of Toastmasters, but just figure it out. Right. Like, it's got to be better. Mm-hmm. Um but then, like, right now, she's taking a hit for this past week. She was appearing somewhere in Louisiana. And there was like a big display behind her and Louisiana was misspelled on it. No. There was no I. It said, uh, uh, or I can't oh, remember how it was misspelled. Oh my gosh. They, Did I think her they, team make that? Uh, it's, that's what I don't know. But I'm like, she, guys, she didn't do the graphics work, right? Like she, she, she wasn't, she wasn't firing off slides at the, at the back of the room. Right. So it says, right. it's, I think it says like Louisiana or something behind her, which I'm like, let's be honest. It's the way half the state pronounces it anyways. Um, right. But uh, so I'm just like, okay, like it's funny. I get it. It's, you know, it's, somebody threw a grapefruit over the plate and it's it's fun to make sure make fun of that politician you don't agree with. But I'm like, I, like this one's not on her. Looks dumb. I mean, it's bad luck, but mm-hmm. this one's this one's not on her. So there, wow. I got you. Is it Kamala, you Kamala, care? whatever it is, Madam Vice President, I got you on this one. Not your fault. Yeah, not your fault. That's the team's fault. Look at sure. us taking the middle of the but, road here at the Solid Seven Podcast. Whew. Fair and balanced, if yeah. ever there was one. 
So try to be. Man, that Illinois shooting. I mean, they all suck. They all suck. Right. Yeah. But like even we were and a lot of people were out at big Fourth of July celebrations. If you especially if you didn't yeah. live in Florida, it was your first one for a few years. Um, but I had the thought, you know, we, we actually went to, to two, we live kind of, you know, kind of right along a couple of different small towns right here. Um, Mm -hmm. so we went to one on Saturday and we went to one on Monday, man. The one on Monday was, was big. It was big. And, uh, Mm. we're out there and I'm, I'm like this, right? Like I try and be situationally aware. I try to pay attention to what's going on. I try to, uh, look for exits and egress and, you know, how do we get out of mm-hmm. here and where is their cover? Uh, and, you know, p- people who are who, who, like the, the gun ban crowd are like, see, that's why we need to ban them. You shouldn't even have to worry about things like that. Right. Okay. Well, ban all the guns you want, but they're still evil in the world and you're still better off exactly. if you think, what would I do if, than if you don't. So, uh, Correct. no, I shouldn't have to, but this isn't Shangri-La or, or wherever life's perfect. Uh, and so we do, we do mm-hmm. have to, to think about things like this. And so, I'm out there, man, and it's, you know, it's this sea of people and their chairs and stuff. And I'm like, if if anybody starts popping off rounds, it's mm-hmm. it's it's bedlam. There's there will there will be as many injuries from people being trampled as as there mm-hmm. will be from from any kind of gunshots. And so I start to look at, okay, if if there were rounds, where are they likely to come from? Where are people likely to flee to? How do we get out of that path of it? Because I'm there mm-hmm. with that. Uh, you know, that was that, right. that morning, I think, or, or the day before this was, this was the fourth that, right. that we're on that. And it is, uh, you know, it just seems like this thing, like it's, it's the Sandlot movie. It's small town America, right? It's, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and like for that to happen at that event, but this one, again, so many of these, it's, you can almost cue it up. Like you could almost start a timer when these happen of, of either, law enforcement or the FBI coming out and saying, Oh, they were on our radar from, well, what good is your freaking radar? What? What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. What are you doing? And, and this one, it doing? wasn't like little flags. It wasn't like minor stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and then again, so part part of the problem is like people who are like, oh, we want universal background checks, blah, blah, blah. Well, again, one, most people don't understand the background checks as they apply right now. Okay. I tell you what, go go to any any retailer that sells firearms, buy a gun, let me know if you get a background check or not because you will. But the mm-hmm. things you have to wrestle with, A, that system can only be um, as effective as the data in it. Um, and not, okay. not every state reports to the system in the same way. Not all of the reporting is okay. the same way. And then there's, there's also, you really, you really got to wrestle with, um, a, a right to privacy here when you get into mental health issues and right. what, what right does the government have to have a database of people's mental mm-hmm. health issues and and what mental health issues are actually relevant to someone's ability to safely own and operate a firearm and who who mm-hmm. gets to define what's what's relevant then right. and right. so who, yeah if you're um if you're somebody uh who you know set veterans aside like um PTS is is an issue from anybody who's uh, experienced or or been exposed to to trauma 
So if if you're mm-hmm. if you've sought out treatment for for PTS, if you've sought out treatment for anxiety, is are you now on a federal mm-hmm. database and you can't exercise exactly. your Second Amendment right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then, what's going to happen? Oh, people are going to stop seeing just and getting help. Won't they need. go get treatment. Right. It's so yeah. you know to to say it's just not you, you want to make. Background checks universal. That's not doing what you think it is. That's not closing loopholes that you think exist. Um, if you're, uh, right. uh, you know, that's a colloquial you. Um, sure. But uh, but then it's still just not an end all be all. That doesn't mean you know if this kid is having these mental health issues, that doesn't mean that they're in that database and going to mm-hmm. to stop a purchase. But there is. Just, uh, you know, and I, I might have talked about this uh, with uh, Jason Alvarado when we talked about the Uvalde shooting. We're just mm-hmm. failing the young men in our country. Failing the young men. So horribly. Yes. So horribly. And, you know, I, it just goes back to, to me, we've always had the guns. We've always right. had the guns. The Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. The shot heard mm-hmm. around the world, Concord and Lexington. Right. That was all about British troops right. going to take guns, going to take arms. Right. We've always yeah. had the guns. guns. We haven't yeah. always had these issues. Mm-hmm. And so it, as we've seen um, the nuclear family ripped apart in this country, as we've right. seen our belief in and our reliance on God decrease in this country as we've, as we've vilified being a young man, as we've added phrases into our lexicon, like toxic masculinity. Um, it's, it's idled hands. We have all these young men without fathers. We have all these young men without guidance. We have all these young men without purpose, without, honor without duty without responsibility and then they're like oh and it's even got it's even gotten worse recently it just keeps getting worse man i wonder if we did anything in the last two years that would exacerbate these problems that would exacerbate these mental health issues that would exacerbate these feelings of isolation and friendlessness and uselessness gee what could it be yeah and you know what? But t- wave a magic wand and get rid of all the guns, and those problems are still going to be there, and they're still going to manifest themselves in evil ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is you're always going to have evil. Um, and I say that, you know, as, the, as a Christian, but I think most of society would, would agree with that. But what, you know, I don't want to get into the lockdowns necessarily, but they exasperated all of these issues. And I I do think that's why now that things are kind of coming back and COVID's not as much on people's radar, you're seeing an uptake in all these shootings because we haven't done anything to help to support people. It is, it's very disturbing to me. You know, I I have my own issues with the FBI or lack of trust issues, I should say, with the FBI, but that they were aware of this person and did nothing. At the same time, 
there aren't a lot of options as somebody who's worked in mental health fields in social work. There's not a lot you can do if you're concerned for somebody, especially if they don't have insurance, even if they have insurance, there's not a lot that we provide, you know, so I don't know what the answer is, but it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Just the stories I've been reading about the people who were killed um, and their families, their lives are completely irrevocably changed. Oh, and that, it's, that poor toddler who yeah, both of the parents. The two-year-old. And, you know, I, I was I, uh, I, I was uh, messaging uh, with a, a listener um, who posted about that story. And in, in my sentiment to him, what, I mean, that just triggers like you just you see those pictures and I see my kids in those pictures. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a daddy would have returned fire. Not saying I would have been lying on the ground, but daddy would have returned fire. Um, and somebody mm-hmm. would tell my kids that story. Um, but. Like that, we know this kid's name that we know what he would like. I don't. No one should know their names. No one should ever hear their manifesto. Nobody should see their social media. Right. We should erase them from history. The, this kid, yes. uh, this kid confessed. Somebody should be assembling the gallows right now. They should be assembling the gallows, and his ashes should be spread to the four corners of the earth. There should be no tombstone to visit. There should be no murder mystery podcast or TV show about it. It should be like he right. never walked this Existed. earth. Because that's not... Yeah, I have to agree with you. The, the, the driving force behind all of these situations isn't notoriety, but it's, it's behind a lot of them. And it would, and you, mm-hmm. and, and you know, what keeps us from removing that motivator is that it drives views and clicks. Mm-hmm. It drives ad revenue. It drives ad revenue. So we all know what they're mm-hmm. about. We all know what they're into. We all know. I'm not saying don't investigate. I'm not saying don't see if somebody else is culpable. I do. Listen, I'm as big a Second Amendment and a firearm supporter as there are. And it's going to sound like there's a right. butt coming after that. All the, uh, And uh, I, that's not me. I'm not that person. You know, I'm not like, oh, I enjoy hunting, but I don't think anybody needs to own. I'm not that guy, but I'll tell you what I am as, as a second amendment supporter is somebody who Mm. believes that if, if you do something like your firearms aren't secured where they're accessible to people who shouldn't have them, whether that's uh, children or whoever has access to your home or whatever else, I do believe there's, you should be held accountable for that. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, like, uh, you know, and especially like this kid, I think is of age and I, he wasn't accessing his dad's guns. The, the, again, fog of war, we'll keep learning things. Things we think are true now won't be true a day from now, a week from now. But the story as it's reported right now is that the dad like helped him, whatever the process was in Illinois to be able to buy long guns before he was, you know, 21 or, or whatever it was. So the kid owned the guns and and person and he passed background checks um, so there's your, your universal background check going to do you a lot of good. Um, uh, but so I, I, I'm not implying that that's the situation here where the, where the kid was able to inappropriately access the dad's firearms. Um, now, now as a dad, like seeing, seeing the comments, I, the parent shocker, it's a broken family shocker. Um, but, uh, you know, seeing the dad's statements even now seems to be, making excuses for his son and we couldn't have seen this coming or whatever. A kid lives in your house. 
you you know he has these issues shouldn't you know shouldn't right. have allowed the possession of those it's easy to money morning quarterback we don't know everything based on what we know right now which seems to be correct you know probably shouldn't have allowed the possession of the knives firearms that kind of thing mm-hmm. also kids are sneaky and this one evidently was yeah. like darn near an adult or whatever so it's like you know they're gonna try and get away but you i mean you gotta yeah you do your part you do you got to make a reasonable yeah. effort. You got to do what you can do. So it's right. It's just awful. Now, now at the same time, and again, not to in any way downplay the tragedy of that shooting, but more people were killed by firearms in Chicago that same day than died yeah. in that incident. And it's crickets. It's really, really interesting. What I loved was seeing the left when we when when russia first invaded ukraine seeing the left say people only care about this because ukraine's a white country and then just the aftermath of the shooting and how many people were killed in chicago exactly over the same weekend and nobody's talking about it and i just think to myself Okay, you're doing the exact same thing you just accused other people of doing. And and I, yeah, it really, it's very interesting how little people seem to care about things like that. Well, and what I hate to, and you see this a lot with um, like politicians in Illinois in particular, because one side immediately goes, man, a lot of good their strict gun laws did them. And then the other side goes, well, if these, if our neighboring states didn't have such loose gun laws, that's where these people get their guns. Mm. The the problem with that is there's a built-in logical fallacy, which is mm. if the easy access to guns in those states are responsible mm-hmm. for the excessive gun violence in your city or state, wouldn't it right. also cause excessive gun violence in that state? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. So that okay. argument to me has just never held water of, oh, it's because mm-hmm. they don't crack down in, in that state. Well, then their big cities would have the same problems. Now, uh, cr- crime of all sorts is higher in metropolitan areas. There's more people. There's more sure. whatever. All types of crime, all types of violent crime. But it's excessive in areas like Chicago, like L.A. Chicago in particular, man, I mean – I don't know if the stat still holds true now with the downfall of Afghanistan, but I mean, there's just been points where you were safer in areas of Afghanistan than in Chicago, like statistically. That's up. So sad. And I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. I was born in Illinois. I was born in Sterling, Illinois, as a matter of fact, which is probably more information than I ought to give out <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, you know, I'm uh, somewhere inside me. I'm an Illini. Uh, it's, I haven't been to Wrigley Field since, I don't know, I was probably 10 or 12. I'm dying to go back. Not gonna do it. I'll watch. Right. I'll watch on WGN. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nobody needs to go. Oh, they've got a it's... great museum of art. I bet they do. I bet they do. We got art here. It's fine. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very sad uh, what's happening in these major cities and what's being done or said about it. Yeah, not a lot. 
Yeah, and that's but I but I hate this is what's disingenuous to me. Like I, I'm down to okay, let's let's have a debate. Pros, cons, merits. You think we should get rid of the guns? Here's why I think that's not going to work. Here's what I think we okay. should do. You you can tell me why you don't think it's going to work. But I hate the oh, since you don't want since you don't believe in the solutions I believe in, you don't care that these people died. You you want these things to keep happening. Well, no, those aren't the same thing. I can right. I can agree about the problem without agreeing to your solution. They're they're not mutually exclusive. One that you, that that part of it all drives me nuts. Yeah, I had yeah. this thought today, Becca. Of, Tell me, I'm like. <laughs> Uh, you know, when you when you do a podcast and stuff, like you got to pick a category. That was always tricky for us at the Silence of a Podcast. It remains tricky because yeah. there's not a good category. You know, we uh, everybody hears it right up front. We're okay. sponsored by Anchor. We're hosted on Anchor. And at least the way Anchor mm-hmm. set up, and maybe this would be the same way if we were, you know, hosting and, and, and distributing through other avenues. But you can just pick one. So it's like, well, we're not a good – there's no good one. Right? Like it's not really right. a comedy podcast. It's not really a tech podcast. No. It's not really a news podcast. No. Right? We're we're all over the place. Um, I, I don't know what would work. Well, letting me pick multiple categories, that's what would work. But comedy is sure. always something I would put in there. And then it's, it's just funny because I think if you're a regular listener – uh, you know, if you've heard me say things like I'm, I'm pretty funny that when I listen back, it's not the podcast doesn't have funny moments. It's not that there's, there's not laugh moments, but I'm like, whatever it is about the podcast, whatever it is about recording, like just brings out a different side where it's like, I'm, I'm pretty quippy and snarky, like in normal everyday right. life. Um, oh, I'm yeah, not saying are. that to be, you know, it's not prideful, whatever. It's just, I'm, I'm kind of witty. I'm, I'm I, I can, you are. I can get a laugh. Um, it's, and it's just, I was laughing at myself today thinking about that. Cause I'm always like, uh, you know, like I know I've said on the podcast a lot of times, like, Hey, I'm you know, like verifiably, I'm a funny guy. And Josh, uh, rest his soul would always mock me for it, but you know, tongue and tongue in cheek. Cause he knows I'm funny. Uh, but it just does. I don't know what it is that just the, it, the, the podcast subdues it. So as I'm like, all right, well, let's see. We've talked about people needing to leave America if they don't like it. We've talked shootings. <laughs> we've talked politics. I don't know why I can't ever squeeze in the laughs. So all that to the say, for the love of God, let's talk about some things that aren't as serious. So, um, you know, the listeners know as as we've transitioned the podcast here the past few months, I, I kind of changed up my process with guests depending depending on what it mm-hmm. is, right? So if it's if sure. it's like a you kind of guest, right? If it's somebody who's kind of okay. in our stable, not to call you all horses or anything, but you know, I'll share like a show prep doc, and we just throw stuff we might want to talk about in there. So there's just something to pull from. It's not we're not clearly we're yeah. not scripted, we're not whatever, but it's just there. So. I throw you the show prep doc and there's all kinds of different things on there, but I throw on things. Yes, one was. that I, th- one that I think I'm like, well, definitely we're going to need to talk about this. And the other thing I'm like, well, I'd like to talk about it, but I don't know if this is uh, you know, Becca's wheelhouse. One, right, right. one being stranger things and the other being the, the terminal list. Now to me, the terminal list was the iffy one. And so uh, we're not, we're not talking, right. We're almost, when you were in school, uh, pre pre text messaging and whatnot, would you do the note style where it's like you'd keep a note circulating with a friend, like you'd write a line or two, but you'd fold it up and you'd pass it back to them? I've heard about this, but remember I was homeschooled, so I never did this. <laughs> so you're like, mom, pst. 
so <laughs> sliding her. Yeah. Well, so no, uh, did not do that. But my yeah. friends would do that, and they would tell me about it when I would see them. Yeah. You know, for sports later that night. Yeah. So for those, I understand what you're saying. For those, is that is that what you're yeah, going to say? Yeah. Is what my comments to you were? Yeah, that's like that's that's kind of what's going on here, okay. right? Like, so for so those of going... you in like the 18 to 25 demo, which is a fair amount of our listeners. Before we had cell phones and could text, and before we had like, you know, we were bringing our own laptops to school and you could use Messenger or something. Right, right. You would just keep a running note with somebody. You would literally write like a line or two. You're texting, but manually, right? So you would write a line or two. You'd pass it back. You like not, you had to have skill to pull this off. Like you would get caught. Teachers would read your jank out loud. There was peril involved, right? Y'all don't even wow. know. Y'all don't even know the stress we lived with. But so that's basically how the show <laughs> prep goes, right? Like, you know, either myself or the guest will throw something on there and maybe you'll throw a comment or two on it. Mostly it's just like a lot of times there's no notes. It's just, hey, here's this thing. And it's just stuff that's in your brain right. where you know this might come up. Right, right. On Stranger, Stranger Things, Becca, to my great disappointment, writes, have never seen, have never seen. But LOL, Listen, but LOL, your fangaling. No, there's no explanation. What possible explanation could there be for having never seen Stranger Things? Well, first of all, the explanation is it's kind of scary. Oh. I've seen the previews. Okay, there's two reasons. One, I was dating a boy when the first season came out, and he was psychotically obsessed. And actually, I guess we were dating during the second season because he literally canceled a date. Because he was watching, binging it. So <laughs> well, see, I so think on things principle, did you I just, I've decided, no. First of all, we broke up like three weeks later. But if you, so I think it's just the stubborn part of me is like, I will never participate in something that went against me as a, as like a human. It didn't. It so bailed you out thing. from being in a relationship with this weirdo. If, yes, if Stranger Things, if Stranger Things hadn't paid, played its role, you might have been stuck there for a while. You might, it might have been, you might have figured that out way too late. It's true. It could have saved. It could have saved me, and then I would never have all the amazing dating stories I have now. But yeah, I just, I, it's scary. It looks scary, and it looks stupid. So like listen, the plot seems stupid to me. Not, I'm sorry. I will die on this hill. So it seems so ridiculous I get, and stupid. I get. I get. That you were homeschooled. However, you did still. What year were you born? 84, 85? A, a lady never says how oh, old she is. Oh, for the love. This is the Solid Seven podcast. Let's hear it, Bex. 86. Okay, 86, so you're a child. You're a child of the 80s, which were, listen, yes. I'm not the typical person, uh, like 80s kid. It's like 80s music was awesome. I thought our music was largely garbage. There's some standouts. But I love the 80s. 80s music oh, didn't I do much the 80s for me. Music. Uh, but Beats just the 90s like, any day like movies and clothes and like, Hey, like your parents kicking you out of the house and I don't want you back in the house. It's not that you, you mm. had to be home before the street lights. It was like, don't come home right. before the street lights are on. Right. Right. Like, and, and so this is encapsulated in all these great movies, right? Like Goonies, right? Goonies is this stereotypical. You don't like the listeners. You can't see her. She just threw up a thumbs down to the freaking Goonies. I've never even seen the Goonies. What That's why. in the world? 
Because I grew up loving Jesus and not watching that crap. Jesus loved the Goonies. Jesus (laughs) Jesus loved the Disney princesses. And that's what I watched. Jesus died for the Goonies too, Becca. Holy cow. But I've been to the Goonies house in Oregon. It's close to where I live. Get Joe on the FaceTime right now. I need to talk with your father. Oh my gosh. So it is E.T. Have you seen E.T.? I think, maybe not the whole thing in one time, but it's been on TV it's, enough times. Dude, like, so, Stranger oh, no. Things is like this love letter homage to the 80s as a time period, to the great entertainment okay. of the 80s. It is okay. the Goonies. It is E.T. It is The Breakfast Club. It is Predator. It mm. is Freddy Krueger. It's all these things, but it's also a very slow build right like i think we've talked about on previous Mm. episodes um that Mm. were were the harry potter universe real that you and i of course both would have received letters to hogwarts we are of course uh, we are harry potter fans which is funny which is funny in the context of you didn't watch goonies because you love jesus i didn't participate in harry potter (laughs) till i was 21 and not living at my parents house uh that on the record mom and dad if you're listening but much like, so listeners will know if they've watched the movies or read the books or both, that it's a slow build, right? Movie one and move okay. and book one, both very juvenile, very kitty, very yeah. light. Um, you know, they yes. kind of they kind of have their moments, but that whole series, both in the the literature and in the movies, gets darker mm-hmm. and darker and darker, right? Like yes. those last few movies, yes. those aren't kid movies. Those last few books, right? Those are, you know, at the at a minimum, probably teen books, right? Like you probably don't need to be 11, 12 years old reading books seven and eight. Um, really, even mm-hmm. even before, man, Half Blood Prince, dude. Um, but uh, so it's it's very much that way, right? Where it's not that it doesn't have its scary elements, but it's not like, like watching a horror flick. And if it is like watching a horror flick, right. especially the early seasons, it's like watching an old school horror flick. Where it's like if you watch movies that would have oh, made you oh, wet okay. your pants from the eighties now. You're like, <laughs> like they're not Laughable. funny, right? They, it doesn't, it doesn't right. hold up. Um, so especially the first few seasons. Now this newest one, even after I watched the first episode, I'm like, oh, this one kind of dark. I don't know if I can watch this one. Um, okay. And and my wife, who is one of your your best friends, we both know she doesn't yes. do horror movies, and we've always watched it together. So that's what tells you it's not that scary, right? We've watched it together. Okay. I'm like I don't know if Jay's gonna want to do this season, and then just the the zeitgeist got me, right? Like the talk, the buzz. And you're so bought into all of it. I'm like, eh, we'll see where it goes. And it's just not as scary or as dark as that first episode seemed like maybe it was going to be. And this season is fantastic. And I'd love to talk to you about it, but I can't. But I can't. You can't. I'll listen to you, but I can't contribute anything. Well, the fans are probably like, oh, thank God, no spoilers. So there's there's that for you. (laughs) But oh, my gosh, it's good. And okay. like if okay. you love if you if you love 80s music, they literally put two 80s songs at the top of the charts just by featuring them this season. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can't remember the first song it, it went like went right to the top of all the charts and it does nothing for me. I can't remember the chick's name. Like I could mm-hmm. sing you the tune. I'm not going to. Sure. Uh but okay. then in the most recent episode. Uh, they featured uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets, and it's fantastic. It's pro- it, it might be one wow. of the best moments in a... It's hard to say TV show at this point because it's muddled, 
but like mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty great moment in entertainment. It's fantastic. It's oh my okay. gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Watch and report back. Then Terminalist, I thought was going to be iffy, but it is starring Chris Pratt and it is does have big enough buzz. I thought maybe you you would have caught it. But to be fair, it just came up on my watch list and I or it just came up in whatever and I added it to my watch list, but it didn't even connect in my brain that you were talking about a show because in my head I thought there was like literally some guy has a list of like people like he's like bopping them uh, off, you know. So, so this is um, my mistake. I do know what the terminal list yes. is, but I haven't seen oh, it. Oh my gosh, it's so good! It's it just dropped. Is it? it just okay. dropped last Friday. So for the listeners, Terminal List starring Chris Pratt on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you're a binger, all the episodes are there. You can binge the whole thing right now. I think it's six, eight, something like that. Uh, and so mm. that it's based on a book by Jack Carr. I actually listeners, yes. if you follow on Instagram, which if you're not, why aren't you? But if you follow the podcast on Instagram, I actually got to uh, meet Jack a few weeks ago. He was in town, uh, doing a book signing for his latest book, the fifth one, uh, in this series. Uh, so got to which go my out. My dad's already finished and said is amazing. Oh my gosh. The whole series is, is fantastic. So it's, it's thriller mm. writing, uh, right. And it's so, so Jack's a retired seal. Like, so he did his time. So he's drawing from personal knowledge and is a fantastic writer. And this series nice. is, is based around a guy named James Reese, uh, who, who is a seal himself. Uh, and his dad was a seal. That's, that's the backstory in the background. Um, and, uh, like, I'll just give you the, the premise. I'm not, I'll, I'm not going to give any more than like a trailer would a, I, I know book people always say this. The show's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's like okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 98% from viewers. It's excellent, right? Wow. It's, it's a okay. nine out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10, whatever. It's excellent. I'm saying that and will still tell you, looking you in the eye with a straight face, the book is better. There's, there's some characters in the show that they like softened. Like you don't hate as much mm. as you should. And I'm, I'm, I'm mm. watching it thinking of the characters from the book going, I don't, I don't want people to feel any better about this person. Um, but, mm. but the storyline here, the storyline's roughly the same. They change some things. They, they soften up some characters cause it's just, you know, and even, um, you know, Jack Carr talks about this cause he was involved in the whole process of the, of the show making. He's on set, he's working with the writers, mm-hmm. but just even he understands, right? Like it's a different art form. It's a different medium telling the story visually right. and what works in the written word mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily work in that visual medium. And so you've got to do things a little Correct. different. So he, he understands. And, and so do I, but man, 100% watch the series. Um, but, but okay. also like, also read the books, especially if your dad already has them. Fantastic. But yeah. so the deal is yeah. here, this guy, James Reese, he, he's on, on this op with his, with his seals. He's a commander. So he's, he's in charge. Uh, and, and the whole thing goes bad, right? Like oh. all but, all but him and, and one other guy die. Right. Ooh. Um, and gets back stateside and there's just all this stuff going on. And then that guy that came back with him dies by suicide. And then, um, you know, I, I don't know what I, I, I can't piece together what the time frame is between, sure. um, like the, how the book did this and the TV show did this, but then, okay. Okay. but then, uh, Reese's wife and daughter are killed. What? 
And because this is what makes okay. because this is what makes things like this interesting and exciting, there's mm. there's a conspiracy, there's a driving force behind all of this um that he gets clued into. And this man okay. who has, uh, as Liam Neeson would say, a very particular set of skills, skills. and right. now has nothing left to live for. Um makes a, a list of people who who are responsible. It's oh my gosh, it's so good. Okay. So what's crazy okay. now, of course. Go so ahead. it Go is ahead. about somebody making a list of people they want to off. I was not I was yes. not so far out of left field. I want you to know. No, you you were not, but it oh my gosh, it's so good. The, but again, the okay. book, watch the show first. Watch the show first and okay. then then read the book. Okay. Um Okay. But hopefully they'll adapt to the other books. It's it's really cool to see like Jack's this really, really like cool, genuine, um, nice guy, uh mm. great, great author. And to hear him tell it now again, you can say whatever you want after the fact. Sure. Uh, but just nothing about him comes off as like smarmy or like he's not Hollywood or anything mm. like that. Yeah. But you know, to hear Jack tell the story like from the jump. Like if the book was ever adapted, Chris Pratt was always who he wanted to play the lead. And if it was adapted, he always thought Anton Fuqua would be the perfect director to adapt it. And sure enough, so a a um a, a former SEAL who knows Jack and in, is friends with Chris gave Chris okay. Pratt the book. Okay. Chris wanted to option it. So I want to say maybe so did Antoine Fuqua got a hold of it and wanted to option it and they decided to wow. work together. So like together. Chris Pratt's like not only starring, but he's the executive producer on the show. Wow. Um, they had actual seals in the cast working on the show. It's just, it's so authentic. It's so good. Mm, it's Chris Pratt cool. at his absolute okay. best. It's one of those where mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying like that, that he doesn't act the crap out of the role because he does. It makes me wish I'm a big, I'm a fan of Parks and Rec. I, it's one of my go-to like comfort yeah, food, background awesome. noise shows. Mm -hmm. It makes me wish that I had never seen him as Andy Dwyer. Okay. Right. Because like, even like I, I want to enjoy his performance here even more. It's so good that I wish I didn't have or see Andy in my head anywhere. Like at, at one point there's scenes where mm -hmm. he's playing a guitar okay. and all I can do is sing 5,000 candles in the wind in my head or the pit. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that he doesn't pull it off <laughs> okay. or it's not like he's not believable right. as the character because he absolutely is. And if you doubt his ability to play a role like that, uh, just go watch Zero Dark Thirty because that's if you remember watching Parks and Rec and Andy comes back ripped one season. That's why, um, is uh, you know because of his part in Zero Dark Thirty. So it ju just kills it. There's f you know four more books in that series right now, and Jack's still writing. So there's plenty of room for more. And actually, he did a, a, okay. a pretty extended Q and A at the book signing um, that I was okay. was at with him. And and one of the questions I asked was you know hey when does production start on True Believer? Uh, which he, mm -hmm. you know, like you, like I'm going to trip somebody like him up, um, right? Like sure. he's been to Sears school. I don't think my quick little question of, you know, maybe he'll just throw out a date. Maybe he won't think about it. Uh, but his answer right now is like, well, it depends on Chris's schedule and how much money Amazon has. <laughs> so, but the way, the, which is honestly probably accurate. Yeah. But the way the first one is performing, 
uh, I just can't imagine that everybody involved isn't going to want to do the next one. So snap it up. Oh it's all gosh. about the money. Like it's we said so earlier, good. it's got Taylor Kitsch in it. He plays uh, a, a pretty major role in it. He's, he's fantastic. Okay. Like uh, Taylor play. I want to say he oh. played Mike Monsoor in uh, left in, um, uh, okay. I was about to say left behind cause I'm a, a freaking uh, Christian, but lone survivor. Um, but Taylor, yeah, Taylor's fantastic. Just all, all the acting, okay. man, it's so good. Uh, Jack good. makes a little, Jack makes a little cameo. You see a little, little Jack Connor in there and, uh, oh my gosh, it's just, there is, uh, because you know, uh, you know, game recognized game. Jack's got a great podcast called Danger Close. Big fan. Check out Danger Close. But he's they're also doing a companion on the ter- Terminal List podcast where they're doing like behind really? the scenes and, and different stuff like that. So yeah, watch okay, the show, check cool. those out. It's all worthwhile. None of caveat if you're easily offended, if you'd rather not hear potty words, the show is not safe for the little ears. Um, okay. you know, so you know, your mileage may vary, but gosh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. It is on my list. So that's great. Right. Right after Stranger Things, right? (laughs) Well, I, I first want to get through only murders in the building. Then we'll go to Stranger Things. I I still haven't watched the, the, have they, are they coming out with the second season? I know they're. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still haven't watched the first season. I want to. And the third episode just dropped this past week. So. It just seems it's like it's really, a, it seems like such a cool dynamic between Selena Gomez and those guys. It is such a fun dynamic because just the way the three of them play off of each other, it's, it's incredible. And they have great guest stars and their guest stars play themselves. So uh, I don't think it's spoiling anything. You know, Amy Schumer is on in season two and she plays herself, which is hilarious. In season one, they had Tina Fey. Tina's been back in season two. Yeah, it's just very Sting has been on. Very funny. I'm much so more motivated I, I by Tina Fey than Amy Schumer. So yeah. It's just it's very uh quirky writing. And they did get me, I have to say. I was not prepared for the ending of season one. And I am very curious what is going to happen in season two because of what has happened so far. I so I don't want to do a spoiler, but yeah, I, I don't want to rehash it because we did such a, a big, whatever, uh, with uh, major Staley a couple episodes ago, but have you seen top gun? Um, yes. And you should give us an update. Is miles coming on the podcast? Uh, you know, I I've got to, I've got to check with my buddy and feel out like how, how well he actually knows him. Like I've seen pictures right. with him, with miles, as a kid, like after he had kind of done some of his first bigger roles, like he sure, was back to visit. Sure. So I'm, I, mm-hmm. I need to feel out, is, you know, is this, is this like, do you have Miles' number? Or it's like, no, I've met, does he know Miles like I know Jack Carr? That's what I need to feel out. I don't think so. If they're having photos together when he's coming to visit. I mean, I've got Miles, pictures. I told I've got you pictures this. with Jack Carr. I mean. Oh, whatever. Miles is from like 30 minutes away. So he's, he's a local boy. I don't know him. But I see, that's how I don't understand up. because, uh, like, I mean, I guess I'll ask him when he's on the podcast uh, because right, right. Like, Manifesting. this friend of mine would know him from, like, him being in school down here in Florida uh, where this friend of mine was teaching. So I'm I'm sure they moved at some point because who doesn't want to be in Florida instead of Pennsylvania? Uh, hashtag come visit Becca. But um, Hashtag find me a husband. <laughs> uh, hey, must be present to win, kid. So... 
Um, um, you have sent my picture onto your friends, which I actually appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they must have moved at some point. I saw Top Gun on a date, which I don't recommend going to a movie on a first date. But I will be honest, I was desperate to see the movie and I knew this person would pay for the ticket. So I may have agreed to go because I was curious to meet them. But more so, I wanted to see the movie. True confessions, whatever. I was I, Well, I brought it up because it was I, I was disappointed in myself that they did actually manage to surprise me. Which is very really? unlike yeah, me. Yeah, you said that in that episode. Yeah, which shocked I mean, me because spoiler, I spoiler saw that alert coming. that we already spoiled. But like, I just I can't right, believe right. I didn't see it coming. That of course Maverick's going to hijack one of these F-14s. I should have seen it, mm-hmm. but I didn't, and I loved it. So there's that. It was incredible. I could not get over the fact that they really shot in these planes. That so little was computer animated. Oh yeah, it was just incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. I'm not even a plain girl. I did think that episode with the major, um, with major Staley was such a fun episode. He just had the most amazing stories, but that movie, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, there's, I don't know how you could do an aerial combat movie better at this point. I don't, I don't think it's possible. No. I was so blown away. I just continuously was so blown away. I mean, I think my only critique was some of the actors I didn't love. I mean, even Tom Cruise. To me, Tom Cruise is the same person in every single movie. Is you know, he's gonna die. He takes on the world. He's gonna die. Just oh, kidding. No, he's gonna no, save the day. No, he I lives. mean, recently, so recently, me, yes. But if you go deep cuts, if you go back to the movie Taps, which may have been his first. He was very, very good. Risky business. Uh, Jerry Maguire. He's he's got depth. Like Tom's got chops. I do love him in a few. A few good men is one of my. Oh, favorite a few good men is fantastic. So I get. It's incredible. Like you can't blame the dude for continuing to make Mission Impossible's because he can just print money. Like he can just print money. It's like movie. Sure. It's like mo- if you're an actor, it's movie crack. Right. And yeah. Also, I, I like, don't mind him. Yeah. Like he's relatively crazy. So you know, there's that too. But yeah, he's he's special. But that movie was so good. I thought Miles did such a good job. And whatever, whatever, I would love for you to have him on the podcast. One, because I love him and his wife and their dynamic. Yeah. I just think he the way he is perceived is such a genuine, kind, good person. And I love seeing their dynamic. I think it is so, so, so sweet. And shout out to also Josh, as you said, rest his soul, who's very much alive. Yeah, Josh isn't dead. That's just for funsies, listeners. everybody. He's fine. I think. I mean, I, uh, I can't see him right now. He, he's. I'm sure he's alive. But Josh and I have a love affair with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And Miles, because of a previous movie he did with Shailene, who was engaged. Wow, this is so deep. I'm ashamed of myself. Shailene was engaged to Aaron. So for a hot second, they used to go on vacation together. So Miles knows Aaron and you need to know Miles and introduce me to Miles so that by proxy, I'm half a step closer to Aaron Rodgers. Did that make sense? That's what I need to happen. I'll manifest it. Yeah, sure. Why not? I just, dude, is, is, is Miles' character, is Rooster from, from Top Gun Maverick, is he single-handedly going to bring back mustaches, like non-ironic mustaches? Oh, he has. I am seeing it all over. 
Like it was, and I, I'm all about the facial hair. I lived in Portland and in Tel Aviv, and those men in both of those places very hairy and is very attractive. So I'm all about the stash. It, it was so. It, it's funny because like the 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 talk about the original like volleyball scene from the first movie was always yeah either that it was homoerotic or like it was just lip service to the ladies. Like it was something for for them to look at. And sure, sure, like. Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, did those guys look okay with their shirts off back then? Sure, they did. Sure. But the dudes in this movie, Miles included, were like just absolute shredded smoke shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Like the number of times yeah. I've had to see just the clip of him doing that little shimmy from the beach. Uh, right. I just, it's it's ingrained. For, there's brain cells I'm never getting back. They're occupied by that image and not, nothing else can, you can't. You can't overwrite those. That's that's there now. Thanks, Miles. What a so, beautiful image. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it, it could be worse. So Yes, it could be worse. But, uh, that is hilarious. Not uh, all happy, happy, joy, joy in the world of entertainment. James Caan passed away today. I know. All right. Uh, a legit, uh, like, this isn't a Josh joke. Legend. He actually, actually passed away. I am a little yeah, annoyed that everybody's like, oh, you know. Uh, the Godfather and just all, you know, they're going through all his different credits and nobody's mentioning freaking Elf. Oh, no, I've seen it a couple of times and I'm very thankful for that. And I've I, seen and it. And I want to see like, I want to see like an Elf tribute. I want to see like, like I remember when, um, oh gosh, I need to remember his name. Who played Snape, Becca? Oh, Alan Rickman. Yes. When Alan Rickman died. Like there were posts that was the scene from the movies of all the yes. kids raising their wands in tribute. When now I didn't agree with the the sentiment, but like when, um, holy cow! It's either time for another Jocko go or for us to uh, call it a night. But when day. Robin Williams uh, passed away, right. passed uh, away. Dis like the actual Disney account posted the scene from Aladdin, like genie you're free now, which I thought was a little bit irresponsible. Um, like, Hey, let's not put this positive spin on suicide, but it still got you. But I, like, I want to see like a, a buddy, the elf right. tribute to James, James Khan. So I love you. I love so you. A, I love you. A bummer. That would be a good one. And not super old. I, I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're not like rich and famous or you don't have those kinds of means, I think we convince ourselves mm-hmm. like if I if I really had like a lot of money and resource, I could probably live a long time. Like if a plane doesn't crash or a bus doesn't hit me, but then you see these people sure. who are rich and famous and they're they're kicking it in like their late seventies and eighties, and I'm like, yeah. oh crap, I really might have passed the halfway point. So which is pretty sobering. Yeah, makes me want to go drink some Jocko greens like right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eat, eat your fruits and <laughs> eat your. Work out some and eat your fruits and vegetables, folks. That's that's your PSA from the Solid 7 podcast this there week. We go. There but, we uh, go. But, hey, you know, like uh, Circle of Life and Time March is on. And sure, James Kahn is on his way out. But uh, Elon has produced two extra people. So we're up by two. We're up by two. Gosh, so it's all. I don't know what to do with Elon balancing. Musk. I don't know. The man's full of surprises. Full of surprises. He is the gift that keeps on giving. Whether you want that gift or not, he is the gift that continues to give. Yeah. So it comes out today, as far as I know, that Elon fathered twins with a woman who's like on the board of and or an executive at uh, Neuralink. 
which I feel is crossing some ethical lines. I don't know the rules of Texas, yeah. but I feel like that's not kosher well, for most I think it's, you know, it's company by company. So, you know, would they frown mm -hmm. upon that in your uh, course on ethics in business school? Yeah, probably. I haven't seen anything that mm -hmm. indicated that this was in any way non-consensual or anything like that. Sure. Now the feminist crowd will want to get into the power dynamics of, well, could it even be consensual if it's her boss? And could she even say no? Right, right. And yeah, I'm mean, yeah, she she could. Um, but uh <laughs> I mean this makes uh, nine children that we know of. Evidently, she had these kids around the same time. This is getting very close to celebrity gossip and I feel a little icky talking about it. I don't know why I know how many kids Elon has. I don't know why well, it's all I, over the news. I don't know why he had two children with Grimes whose name isn't Grimes, but the second one was by a surrogate and at the same time this chick was having his twins. I wish I didn't know all those things, but just holy crap, Elon is intriguing. That's that's all. I loved his tweets about it, too. He's just, I'm telling you, he continues to be full of surprises. He is the gift that continues to give. Yeah, there was no, nothing contrite, no shame, and I'm not implying that there should be. No, um, you know, let's leave my private business private or, you know, I'm a public figure, not my kids. There was none of that. It was just the greatest threat facing humanity is population collapse and I'm doing my best to fight it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, I did see and, you know, I kind of had this sense of this in my, my head a, li a little bit of, uh, you know, yeah, what? Yes, like, uh, you know, the birth rate is too low. Uh, right now, like it is an issue in several factors, like people have chosen to stop having kids or to have fewer oh, kids, but yes. also there's yes. just getting to be some real issues with sperm counts being down and infertility and, and all this stuff. That's a real problem that we need to figure out. And it's probably from everybody wants to blame their little pet thing that they don't like, um, you know, like sure. plastics in the waters and these forever chemicals. And the reality is it's probably a combination of all kinds of things. It's plastics in the waters and cell phones in our pockets and sure. crappy diet and all kinds of things. Um, right. But so, but somebody, somebody, you know, from, from the right, somebody more conservative, cause you know, Elon ticks everybody off to some degree, you of know, course. it was just like, Oh, you know what the world doesn't need is more broken families and more kids whose dad isn't in the home or whatever else. I'm like, yeah, I see your point. I don't know what ground you're gaining, you know, like coming at you. Saying this. I mean, do you think Elon was like, Oh crap. I need to move them all in the same house and get to church. <laughs> like, I don't think, I think that was his read on your statement. Oh, he's totally not doing that. But it is curious. Where do they live? Do they live with him? In what home are they all living? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I what is his? I've seen like if besides you, yeah. providing sperm, what's his obligation? Because if I'm one of those kids and the older ones, I'm going to be grumpy that my dad keeps giving off my inheritance. Yeah. Right. Well, there's certainly at least one who's just, that's been in the news this week, too, because people love to report anything they think is negative news about Elon. There's certainly plenty of haters out there. And so there's certainly an, an older an older one that, you know, their relationship isn't good. And I'm saying they not because I, I buy into the whole pronoun thing right now. I just really don't know if it was a, a boy or a girl. And I believe they are trans. I don't know what they identify as now. 
Um, not that I, okay. I wouldn't still call them by their biological sex if I knew it, but either way, sure. they're estranged. And um, that kid actually petitioned to have a name changed because um, they didn't want to have the last name Musk. So, but I mean, there's plenty of nuclear family families where there's a broken relationship mm-hmm. there, and it's um, you know you can only do so much, and you raise them, and then they're a person, and you can't make their choices, and sadly that goes wayward sometimes. I don't think that's necessarily mm-hmm. indicative of him being a bad dad or an absentee dad or or whatever, or it might be who who knows what that's like. I mean, this dude's back and forth all over the country all the time, and you know living right, on the factory right. floor sometimes, like when there were issues with the Model Threes. Um, you know, so I, right. I doubt he's the most present dad. That said, like you watch video and footage of stuff like when they were doing the first uh, Falcon Heavy launch in particular stands out. Some of his older boys were like in the control room and he's talking to them and like explaining yeah. how things work and stuff. So, uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't need to know. It's not my business. And again, like, right. you know, I don't like that tabloid version of like we're going to like your kids are fair game too because mm. they're not. Mm-hmm. Um Right. You know, whatever that's, but you know, when it's people like Elon, people are going to make it their, their business. But I just think his response is just very him, very unique. Amazing. Very him. So, very him. Also, no, it. It, it probably helps to be the richest man in the world, but Elon's got game, I guess. I think it's the money. Money will buy a lot. I, I mean, I don't know. He does now. He could stand to lose a few pounds and I really wish he would. Um, but uh, just for his own health and the sake of humanity. Um, sure. But I mean, like you look at Elon these days and you look at old school pictures of Elon, he's definitely looking better than he used to. He's. But I would say by and large, most people, I'd say like mid thirties to like upper mid forties have all had glow ups. I don't know if it's all of a sudden people have been using better skincare but I look at pictures of a lot of people from 10 years ago. They all look better. Yeah. Not just Elon. This is, I think, a, a fact I've been noticing. You know, you can't do a research study on that, but whatever. That's fair. Oh, Elon. That's fair. It's a take. Yeah, the money certainly doesn't hurt. Neither does the accent. I mean, South African accents are accents are right up mm-hmm. there. Uh, you don't like South no, African accents? Who- as someone who lived in South Africa, okay, of course it's better than America, but I would take Australia or New Zealand any day. Oh, for sure. And then England over South Africa. So, yeah, the South African accent, well, to I'm, me, it's, it's, it's definitely than top five. America. I would put it at, no, I think I would put it lower. Yeah, because I would go with like, Spanish or Italian Ugh. over South African. No. I'm sorry. I know. Boy. We've already, though, determined based on Stranger Things that my opinion is really warped and terrible tonight. So, what yeah. can you do? I mean, the nerve of you trying to tell me what's what's more attractive in a male accent is just... Speaking, I know. Speaking please of... mansplain to me. Please mansplain to me why I was so... <laughs> wrong to do that to you i i need you to because i'm just a woman uh, i don't understand so can you help me understand i could try <laughs> but you probably wouldn't even if i did um speaking of which how's oh how's the dating app life yes. going uh you know i was hitting it like hard in june like it was my full-time job school ended and so my full-time job i think i was going on like three or four dates a week for most of june 
Um, I think last time you were on, you you were you were kind of right. dating somebody. You were kind of talking to somebody. Oh yeah, he broke up with me flaked. on Mother's Day yeah. via text. Via text. Classy. Yeah. Which actually, I was so thankful for because if it was in person, I would have been very hurt. Why don't you like me? What's the matter? But reading the text, I just thought to myself, "You are so far below me." This was a favor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have been dating someone and then probably pretty soon after the podcast, we broke up. So yeah, I'm talking to a couple guys. I don't know that anything will come of those relationships. Uh, I wouldn't even call them relationships of those communication, uh, exchanges. I've gone out a couple times with one person, uh, that's very fun. I probably have had the most fun date actually I've ever had with somebody I met on an app, but our schedules have been uh, conflicting yeah. with summer traveling. Are, so are it's these, been a couple weeks. Like now. are these Christian dating apps? Are you filtering for Christians in secular apps? Oh, so yeah, I'm on secular apps. The Christian apps, I got the most offensive messages from them. So I don't do the Christian That's what I was gonna say. anymore. It's so shocking. Yeah. There's this uh there's this Instagram account um <laughs> that it's I can't remember the exact name. It's like Christians Who Cursed or something like that. It's a really funny oh, yeah, it's yeah, a really yeah. funny account. Sure. Um and I, I mean I'm sure you know it ticks some people off. But they of like course. they will regularly like post some of these these messages that people receive mm-hmm. in these quote unquote Christian dating apps. And I'm like, yeah, they're having the to, Christian... they're having to blur both words and images. And I'm like, if this is what the Christian dating apps are like, what? And some of it, like it's both inappropriate and really bad lines. <laughs> right. I don't mind the bad lines. Cause those to me, if it's so bad, like they're kind of funny, but as long as I can tell it's like a joke, uh, like I love cheesy pickup lines. Uh, I once went on a date with a guy and when we met, I was kind of squinting walking into the restaurant because I was walking to the sun. And so after we hugged, he's like, are you okay? Did it, you know, are you hurt? Did it hurt? And I, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It was just, you know, sunny. And he's like, I thought it must have hurt when you fell from heaven. I just lost it yeah. to me that is so funny no. it's such a bad line it's hilarious but i i saw uh, one that was i may i'm i'm paraphrasing and maybe more than sure, slightly but sure. not by much but it was something along along the lines of like the only thing you know bigger than the cross on my wall mm. is you every yeah. everybody who needs to know the rest of that statement filled filled in the rest of it on their own. Sure, sure. And I'm, I'm yeah. like, who's this working on? And how bad did her father fail her? Right. Yeah. I wonder if those are working. I I really sometimes am legitimately curious if those lines actually work. But yeah, the Christian apps I found really really offensive and like offensive sexually and offensive intellectually and emotionally. So, but what do you think I, drove that? Was it what it's, was it that there's like just that, you know, just that many crummy guys in the church or is this, uh, you know, guys who aren't really Christians, aren't really believers, just, you know, just looking for another mm-hmm. dating pool. I think 
could be a mixture, Kale. I do think there is something to, we mentioned this earlier with Highland Park. I think there's something to the emasculation of men as the feminist movement grew. And I'm all about, in some ways, feminism and equality. In some ways, I'm not at all. But I do think as women got stronger, it just, you know, we could talk about all the reasons why, but men are just not uh, cutting it in any factor of life. And I mean, look at colleges. It's a huge issue that men are not going to college. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about all these sociological Whatever. So I think in general, so then you have Christian men who tend to be even a different subset of the standard American man. And because there's a sense in Christianity of in entitlement, because you're God's, especially in certain denominations, you're God's chosen, you're God's elect. So therefore you can kind of do whatever the heck you want because God has blessed you as a man And you deserve to be respected and worshipped and adored. And once you found your person, that's what they will do. So I think there's kind of this weird sense of it's owed me because I've, you know, done all these things. I don't know. That's kind of how it feels to me. I, I haven't talked a ton with my single guy friends who are trying to date I do joke about it often with the guys I've matched with. Um, like I'm meeting a guy next week because of where, where he lives. We haven't met yet. And we were joking about like what it's like to match with people and just the different things. And he was telling me stories of things women have said to him. And I was, yeah, I wouldn't say it's only a female thing. I mean, he's had multiple women proposition him to impregnate them uh, and make it great for him. But they want, you know, they, as Elon would say, they want his uh, sperm. So I just, I can't even believe that. And this is a Christian guy matching with Christian girls. I just think, holy crap. Like, it's like to me, the uh, movie plot of Baby Mama, right? With Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. So just in general dating is is very interesting but have you uh yeah. and it, it's funny because you know not all of our, our listeners are christian so some of this will be like this really sure. happens and and yes it does but have you uh have you had any guys pull the uh god god has told them either that uh, you're supposed to date <gasps> or supposed did. to get married oh my gosh i have to tell you this okay so i uh matched with a guy um okay i'm just trying to think i don't want to give like identifying details so I have to like think carefully. Uh, and I think we'll be friends. Like, I think we're going to be friendly if we run into each other, I should say. Uh, we went out, had an awesome first date. We ended up going to like three different places uh, to see uh, some live shows and whatever. Super fun. Went out a second time, talking a bunch during the week. Uh, it was great. We had a third date planned. And then he texted me the morning before. Hey, do you have a minute? Could I quick call you? So I'm like, yeah, great. We're going to like hash out details. I'm thinking for our date the next night. And he just says, you know, so how are you doing? Okay, whatever. Then he starts saying back, I just need to tell you, I've been praying a lot. And God has told me that we're not supposed to get married. So I don't think it's worth it to keep dating. (laughs) And 
at first, like my mouth just dropped. I'm listening to this, and normally it's the reverse. Yeah, you know, God told yeah. me we we're supposed to be married. And now, after I've had that conversation, I totally have it in my mind. I'm going to be a lot faster. Well, isn't this so interesting? Because God has told me we are supposed to get married. So what are we going to do? Now, naturally, as a good Christian woman, I would submit that he's the one truly hearing from God. Please note my sarcasm, friends. And I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'd abide by his hearing of God over my own. But yeah, he totally told me that he felt as he was praying that God said we're not to get married. So he and what's crazy, Kale, is he liked me so much. Even as he's breaking up with me, he's saying all these things. Could we still do this? He, you know, blah, 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 that. And I'm just like, my dude, no. Like, I don't get it. So that was the first time ever uh, that I've had that happen. Dang. And it was it was very but interesting. That, I mean, that at least lends itself to some, like, maybe it wasn't a cop-out. Maybe he genuinely felt like that was the way God was leading him because yes. I'll tell you having, you know, put in my time working like full time for employment for over a decade in, in youth ministry. I'm not saying that I was a pastor. Uh, if you're thinking, man, this guy doesn't seem like a pastor. You're right. Uh, but uh, that was the area I worked in. The number of uh, breakups that were blamed on God that had nothing to do with God. Now, most of those were still solid, good choice breakups, but man, they right, gave right. God a bad rap. There's probably a whole, you know, there's all kinds of people running around with a le- legitimate, like, I don't go to church because the church hurt me, which is really, uh, sometimes yeah. it was quote unquote, the church. A lot of times it was somebody in the church and people suck. That's right. why they need Jesus. So yeah, you know, right. people suck. Sure. Um, but I'm just, I wonder how many people running around out there, they're like, the church hurt me. I'm never going backstory. It's actually just because like little Johnny or little, little Sally didn't want to take the hit for a breakup. So they blamed it on God. <laughs> Believe me, I did have to think about that. Uh, did like God really say this? Cause he was very, he really loves Jesus. He's super involved in his church. Really great guy. Like I have nothing but uh, great things to say about him. And he wanted to move to Florida. So already, you know, even though I'm like, don't plan your life with a person after the second date, of course, I was planning my life with a person after the second date. Because I'm like, move to Florida, Jade and Kale. It's perfect. Um, yeah. And there, you know, I, I'm not at all heartbroken over this, but it, it did make me giggle. Like, are you copping out or did you really feel this way? And who you will never know. I will never know. Yeah. He knows, maybe some of his friends know, but it, it was really funny. I'm like, my boy, you are 35 years old. Just, you know, yeah. if you're not into me, you're not into me. You don't have to tell still, you God said Still, still, I'd rather that than the, uh, God told me we're supposed to be together from the guy who's just trying to, we'll say hook right. up. Safe for the little ears. Hook up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yes. So. Dang. Always entertaining. Oh, my. Oh, every time I see those those posts from one of those accounts of like these adventures in dating apps, I'm like, I wonder if Becca sent this in. <laughs> They're like, Maybe. so. I'm like, let's, never hey, know. misery love. It, it's, it's not just you. It's not just you. So. It's painful. It's painful. Yeah. I still say you got to just start oh, hanging out around the Amish barn raisings. And, uh, I should. They got the muscles, man. There you go. They've already got the facial hair. Uh, a miles in the That's making. 
there we go. I'm, you know, I got to start doing this. I need to change my uh, MO. So. Boy, I love it. Well, Becca, it's good to have you on the podcast as always. Thanks for having me. In the past, in the past, we've said a fan favorite, but Mm -hmm. let's be honest. The, the, the fan, the fan favorite. Thank you. So that's, that's not a knock on the other regulars. I love you all. I'm just saying, step up your game. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all. <laughs> so, but no, always, always a good time. Always appreciated. And uh, you know, we'll we'll do it again sometime here in the new. We'll f- do it again. Hopefully in person. You you bailed on a Florida trip with good reason. So I'm not giving you too good much reasons. grief about it. With yes, uh, both good and and horrible reason. Becca's fine, or at least yes. as okay as she ever is always is um but uh so that was that was a bummer but it's nice to at least have you on the pod we've got some other some other regulars uh cycling back around here but some some other some other newbies some other really good really interesting uh guests coming up here that i'm excited about and so you know if uh if you're new to the podcast you found us because of brian or some of those other episodes here recently and this week wasn't your bag. You don't care about uh, Becca's dating life or how many kids Elon has. That's the Solid Summer Podcast. Okay. Stick around. Next week will be totally different. And the week after that will be something else. We, totally uh, it's, whatever's, it's whatever's going on that, that interests us. And a lot of times, I promise, it, it will interest you. And uh, let me tell you, I'm funny. So you, <laughs> you are funny. Let me tell you. You think you're funny, which is funny in and of so, itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's its own entertainment. But uh, we uh, are, of course, on the interweb, solid7podcast.com, solid, the number, seven, not the word, podcast.com. You can always find the latest episodes and links to our social media and become a Patreon supporter and uh, all that good stuff. There's always uh, a few good causes on there to support. And sometimes an event, we are going to do a GoRuck event here actually in Orlando uh, in October. So if you'd like to join us for that, the link to that is there. And, uh, of course you can, uh, hit up, uh, origin and Jocko fuel and, and go ruck all right there from that website. But, uh, if you like what you heard here, do me a favor and just, uh, subscribe, throw us, throw us a review, you know, a little, little five, a little five star and, uh, you know, every, every little bit helps. And, uh, uh, in the meantime, I, I don't know what you got anything else for the people, Becca, I'm going to leave them with some parting wisdom. Have a good night. Have a great day when you listen to this. There it is. Bex, we love you, listeners. We love you. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. We're out.